that before we jump into that though there's a lot of news that's been happening across the league um uh, for the nfl anyway uh where we've got a lot of movement uh, a lot of deals being done a lot of negotiations happening um we didn't get a chance to let's start with the kind of more boring uh news uh ben roethlisberger he ah. re-signs back with or uh, restructures his deal with pittsburgh uh to kind of free up some cap space for them what do you think about ben roethlisberger returning for another season yeah <laughs> exciting times in pittsburgh i tell you i guess exciting times yeah. not really um it's i mean i guess we didn't really know what to expect out of ben roethlisberger or whether or not he was coming back but it was just kind of one of those stories we were just waiting to hear uh probably this move and this this deal could have probably waited you know, in the in the scheme of how it would have hit, you know, um, fans or the audience, and and or they even to be or to even look at it from a um, interest point, because yeah. we're looking for the big deals right now. Where everybody's waiting on. It did on get edge. a full day of coverage from. <laughs> yeah, but the- how much traction did it get? That's yeah. the, you know, yeah. it, it, it. Honestly, it felt like it feels for me like, uh, Ben Roethlisberger resigning with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh kind of feels like. They're kind of dead in the water. I don't – Ben Roethlisberger, for me, anyway, I know a lot of people have been in love with him. And, and finally, uh, even before he had that injury uh, a couple of seasons back, uh, people were just talking about how great he was and how much that uh, – how far they can go with Ben Roethlisberger. I'm like, since they won that Super Bowl however many years back now, <laughs> he it, he, they, he really hasn't been able to get them over the – he hasn't had the physical ability, the the, the – intangibles the tangibles like all of the skills and talent required to get them over that hump anymore um so to me i i've, I've always seen pittsburgh as a team that's going to be a perpetual playoff team every single year they're in there but they're not going to beat the new england they're not going to beat the the whoever they have to beat to get over now it's kansas city uh, i don't even see them beating I mean, they couldn't beat cleveland <laughs> this past season so uh it just feels like every single year they bring back ben roethlisberger they're going to continue to regress but you also have to look at the other side of it what was their other option going to be dewey haskins like it, i just really don't uh I, I don't see or mason rudolph for that matter the, those guys weren't going to cut it for him so i mean look like more of a pr move um just <clears throat> they didn't really have a plan. Yeah. And, you know, I think their best option was just, which is not really the greatest option, was to just bring them back, which would be much more easier, much less controversial. You know, you want to send them off the right way, you know, kind of a, I think this is just one foot, you know, yada, take one foot a team type. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. He's, he signed a one year deal. He's re, he re, he restructuring his contract. He's moving money around. He's, t- you know, you don't never really hear players taking less. So you, you, the writing's on the wall. You know, yeah. this is a farewell tour for, for, for Ben Roethlisberger. And rightfully so. He had a very good career. But, you know. I mean, I, hopefully they have fans in the stands next year for him to have a proper send-off. But it's not going to end on a high note like a lot of Pittsburgh. I know a lot of, a lot of Pittsburgh fans came out as soon as they restructured that deal to have everything figured out. Like, oh, he's he's taking one for the team. He's trying to get more more money in here so that they can go ahead and sign some other guys to get them over the top. And I'm like, yeah, you can sign all these other guys, but Ben Roethlisberger has to be the guy to get you the ball. And we saw over the last six, seven weeks of the season, mm-hmm. even in that Colts game that they won towards the end of the season, 
it still looks bad. It is just he he isn't able to get the ball to the spots that he needs to on a on a consistent basis. I'm not saying that for one play he can't throw a bomb. Like he obviously still can command the team. He still has the leadership ability uh, and all of that. But you still have to throw the ball and come through for a, a full 60 minutes of play on every Sunday uh, or Saturday in the playoffs, whatever it is. But um, you have to come through and, and play uh, mm-hmm. on those days. And if, if you're not able to do it for all 60 minutes, you're not, your team's not going to make it there. And so I, I just kind of feel like this puts Pittsburgh in this stagnant spot where cool, you're going to be competitive in the, in the, uh, in the division, but I don't see you beating out Baltimore or Pitts or, or sorry, Cleveland for that matter uh, in, in this division right now. And depending on what Cincinnati does, even Cincinnati might look better than Pittsburgh at this point uh, after this offseason goes through. So we'll see where they are with Joe Burrow and, and the rest of that roster. They really do have to fix up that defense. But, man, I just feel like this is a very stagnant lateral move by Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I No need to regurgitate that. I, I agree 100% with that. All right, perfect. Well, let's move off the boring <laughs> stuff uh, now. Um before we get to the big one, Dak Prescott, let's talk about Alex Smith for a second. He does get released by Washington, uh, another quarterback who's going to be on the move. <laughs> I have some thoughts about this. I feel like Washington. I'm about to ask you a few questions. So I'm oh, gonna go ahead. You, I'm, no, I want to. So I'm going to give you the floor. I okay. ask my questions based on what, okay. what, what you say. So for me, I, I, I don't understand why Washington would move off of him. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. It. <laughs> Like at this point, you got the comeback player of the year. He is the sole reason he went five and one in the six games that he started and got you guys into the playoffs. I feel like it's incredibly disrespectful because apparently the reports that came out were the fact that uh, Alex Smith knew it coming back when he was cleared by the doctors to play. It threw a whole wrench into Washington's plans, and he knew Washington was ready to move off of him and kind of go in a completely different direction. They didn't really want him back, but they had to take him back because he was under contract, and he he still – the doctors cleared him. He could play football again. Um, And so when he made that choice to come back, they didn't like it, uh, and he he could he visibly saw that uh, whether whether it was somebody came and told him that they didn't want him back or it was just the demeanor by the coaching staff or whatever that that's besides the point. But you come out there and you <laughs> and, and Alex Smith is just balled out in all honesty at thirty five years old during, at that time thirty six years old now plays fantastic football on a crap team that had a ton of injuries to get this team into the playoffs again it's the <laughs> nfc least i understand it but that it did take a lot for this team to get there and he, and he did that it, it was a lot a lot to do with that defense and a lot to do with alex smith so uh for them to kind of disrespect him and in, in my eyes and, and and cut him because they they don't feel like he has it anymore when he's their best option in all honesty uh, i i didn't like it but uh if well, I mean, that's that's one way of looking at it. I mean, but he, there's an argument to be made. I mean, for that, I won't necessarily completely disagree with that. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I share the same sentiments completely or had this love fest for Alex Smith. He's, he's definitely a comeback player of the year of some on some level. Um, definitely came from that vicious injury. Yeah. But I mean, the man only played sixteen games in three seasons. I understand he had other the injury, but I'm just—it's a very small sample size. Yeah, that's great. I guess over three years is where you lose me. It's just like, man, eight—that's great, but 
over a three year span is it's oh. hard to evaluate what that really what he really what his worth really is to uh, Washington. And if you want to look at it from this year, even a smaller <laughs> sample size. No. So I mean, when you say that, this is what this is what upsets me about that. Okay. Over the past three years, where have they been? Nowhere. Dead know last. And you in you maybe maybe third place in this division. Maybe. I, I can't really remember, but not good. You're not in the playoffs. But he when you had this small little window and he was finally ready to come back and play, he goes five and one. Okay. On the toughest part of your schedule? Come on. Like you he's your best option. And <laughs> and I get you want to save money, and especially with the with the salary cap year and, and and the way that the salary cap is looking like it's about to go down. Uh, still don't know how the NFL hasn't come out and told any of these NFL teams what the official number is going to be yet, uh, as we're only a, a week away from the uh, uh, free agency uh, opening up here. But, man, it just – I don't like the way that they – they what – that's my question is, who, who is better than Alex Smith for Washington right now? I mean, I understand you're you're really excited about Taylor Heineke, uh, and he's only what four million dollars on your cap hit. Cool, gotcha. If you want to go with that, if that's your rationale, I understand it. But mm-hmm. I feel like you could have done a little bit more right by Alex Smith. And and for, I think I think I guess what ma- makes me more upset about it is not the fact that they cut him, is the fact that they visibly made Alex Smith feel like he wasn't wanted. True. I, yeah. I feel like that's what I have more of an issue with. That yeah, and that um you, you know after doing a little research, I digged a little deeper into the story, and yeah, I, I've 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 caught information about you know just based on his relationship with the organization, and the yep. organization didn't really show a whole lot of faith in him. So when you cut it in that context, sure, I can agree with <laughs> virtually all of that, but just the love fest from a personal stand, I'm like, yeah, I mean, he didn't pass the because I'm saying that because he did not pass the um the eye test for me. It just, it just didn't look good, you know, okay. but. That does not mean he's not efficient. That doesn't mean he can't be successful. I, but as a personal, personally, and I remember you was going in, I really woke the Bears call him. Pump your brakes. Only if we don't get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. See, I have a list of players, and I got a, quite a few running backs I put ahead of him. And that's getting into a whole other conversation. Yeah. But the, staying on Alex Smith, it, I think there's still a market for him. But, man, it only takes one good hit on that leg. I'm just – it, I know that scares a lot of people. It away. scares me. It just, it just <laughs> as watching as a fan, I'm just like every time he gets hit, I'm just like, that's okay. Question. That's it. Is his leg snapped in half? <laughs> it just you seen what it look. I have to see what his pregame ritual is as as far as what is really protecting his leg when he's out there. Because, but I mean, even when because I it just it just seemed like at any point he just take a step and it's just going to snap in half and i get that but a lot of people are talking about how how gruesome the injury was but if you go back and watch the play it didn't it was not anywhere near what the actual joe theismann injury was like where that was just vicious they absolutely were diving at his knees and he could uh, completely missed and snapped his leg it wasn't like that it was on a routine sack by jj watt and i, I forget who the other guy was behind him who hit him from the side but it was just a routine play he was trying to protect the ball and he was going down and he and it was funny because i literally just watched a video uh from alex smith talking about the hit he was just mm-hmm. like honestly he didn't know his leg was broken until he could when he tried to stand up like it, it wasn't one of these injuries where it was, it was that bad huh 
Yeah. You don't even realize how bad <laughs> he was like, he, he said he, he felt his leg go a little bit fuzzy. And then when he tried to stand up, he was like, oh, oh, no. Like Fuzzy is cold for broken off. Completely. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, like that, that play wasn't as gruesome as people kind of like go back and look at it. Like, honestly, the, mm-hmm. the Dak Prescott ankle injury was more gruesome than the than the Alex Smith injury. If you really go back and watch the two plays. So, I mean, I, I get that it's scary just knowing what the, the injury was in, in any hit that you take, but that's for anybody. Any hit that you take could be your last when you're playing in the NFL. Right, and that's true. Now, there's another flip side to what, you know, part of what his release led up to. Now, he didn't feel that they were, you know, that they really bought into him or really, you know, was invested in him any further and yeah. you know and he felt the need to want to go on go, go move on on his end as well as Washington wanted to see him just go ahead and move on and wish him the best and, and all the success out there but also man he was gonna hit the cap for 24.4 million yeah and I understood that like I, I didn't a complete business move when yeah. at the end of the day I, but I, I feel like Alex Smith he's not one of these guys where like oh I'm worth that 24 point whatever million <laughs> he's going to be a guy who's definitely willing to to work with the organization restructure that contract spread that money out over a couple of more years cuz honestly even if you even if you want to move off of him and you want to go in a different direction for mm-hmm. a quarterback to take the cap hit or the dead money hit you can restructure that contract put it over 3 years whatever the whatever whatever you want to do with it Go get your guy, whoever you want to do to replace him, and do the Patrick Mahomes thing. Have Alex Smith be there to mentor him and, and be that backup guy, or the Nick Foles thing, whatever you want to do. Have him be the backup. I don't I don't see why he wouldn't want to do that. Obviously, if he feels like he can be a starting quarterback, you can, again, restructure that contract over three years, however long you want to make it, mm-hmm. to, to make the, the cap charge a little bit more palatable, and then trade him later down the line if you need to, or or release him at that point where that cap charge isn't going to be as significant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I, I just... <laughs> I feel like he was he doesn't seem to be having any ill will against anybody from the Washington organization. Um it just seems like to me it just they could have handled the situation better. They could have. They could have. Um but as more I kept just you know um researching the situation again, like you said, he yeah. was he was going to hit the cap really hard. Yeah. They had already signed um Tyler Haneke to a to an extension. Yeah. So He's on the, you know, he's on the extension, and they even signed a free, uh, a, a free agent on virus. I mean, free agent, um, quarterback, quarterback uh, me, uh, Steve Montez. So I don't know, not going to be invested in a Steven Montez whatsoever. He probably won't even be on the active roster by next year. However, they actually got two actual, you know, they actually had two quarterbacks on, on, on the active roster, and they just signed this guy to a to an extension. So I think they already locked down a backup. Yeah, now they're looking for a start. I know, and I, that's what I'm saying. I, it it just shows that I see where they're going. They're looking for a starting quarterback, yeah. and they why did they move off for of Alex Smith? I guess they, you know, considering all that's been <laughs> that, that's with the, with, the, with the cap situation, and obviously they're not comp- obviously not completely, you know, um, committed to this guy. Not willing to take that twenty four million dollar hit. Yeah, um, they're. You know, I guess they're gonna go. You know, go um bargain basement shopping right now. You know, and definitely try to find somebody under twenty four million. And yeah, that's interesting considering we're seeing what the going rates are now at the top top <laughs> top heap. You know, not yeah. segueing just yet, but you know, around about forty. So, yeah. 
So I don't know the disparity between twenty four and forty as the poor as a part to as 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 far as where sixteen million a year would be considered. Like, is that like for average quarterbacks now? I don't know. Like, it's, sixteen million. I'm like, my God, the <laughs> the cap is outrageous, and it's about to go up. I I can't wait for this. I new thought it was team. going down. Well, it, no. So the cap is going. I'm so to confused. Go, so the cap is going to go down this next season, just based off of what's happening with the the COVID restrictions, and mm-hmm. but the cap can't go down so much because of the CBA deal that was re-signed in 2020. Okay. Um, so basically, the NFLPA said, "Hey, if we have to stretch out the 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 hit that the league is going to take, uh, going over these next few years." You guys can't cut the cap below 175, and then actually during the season they raised that to 180 million dollars. So mm-hmm. they the the NFL literally can't put the cap any lower than 180 million dollars, um, which is I think 10 million dollars less than uh, last year. I think it was around 190, 195. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> the reason why everybody's really excited for the cap to go up though is because there is a possibility that if the NFL can strike a TV deal with these networks over the next few weeks before this season starts, there's a possibility that some of that TV money can come in before this season to help with the cap hit. Okay. Um, but in all honesty, people are saying, scrap that idea out of your head. Even if they get the TV rights done this offseason, that money's not going to kick in for probably another two, three years. Perfectly fine, whatever. And that's why the Dak deal is so big right now because his the way that he structured his contract, um, it makes it so that when that new TV money does hit, whether that is in the next two, three seasons, or if it does get pushed out to, to 2025, mm-hmm. um, he's going to be up. And that it's supposed to explode. It's supposed to be a huge jump, kind of like a few years back in the NBA when they had their new TV rights still go through. Right. Um, and you had guys that were making $10 million who were just role players, ended up getting $25, $30 million contracts. And you're like, what? Why is J.J. Redick or whoever it is? I, I don't want to call that anybody specific. Con- remember the Mike Conley Jr. deal at the time? He was There's the highest paid bunch ever. of guys that got... Mike Conley <laughs> Jr. Ridiculous contracts just because, and, and that's what everybody's seeing is going to happen with the NFL with this new deal. So that that is where the explosion is supposed to come from is the new TV rights deal. But again, like I said, there is a little bit of hope that it could kick in this year, but everybody, everybody who's kind of in, in talks around that inner circle is kind of saying that, Hey, don't, don't hold your breath. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Uh, it might be next year at the earliest two years is kind of more of a realistic outlook. Got it. Now, speaking of Buku money, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Dak. Um, mm-hmm. That was a shock to me, kind of. Uh, I, I have a different outlook on what happened with that, so I just want to get your thoughts uh, on the Dak deal to, to start. Uh, wow. Well... We we knew something was gonna have to give as of um, March ninth. We 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 knew that did one of three scenarios had to play out. Either the guy they was gonna have to release this guy, mm-hmm. they were gonna sign him to a franchise tag, or they was gonna have to come with a deal all of a sudden, or a deal that was just Jerry Jones just kept in his back pocket all this time, you know. Um, so as we can see, 
there was obviously some deal that was just you know, a massive deal that was just sitting out there waiting. And it, upon first hearing, it, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We got his money, but I, I'm not really doing the math. And yeah. then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to some of the, you know, beat writers talking and I'm listening to some of the clauses he have in there. Hold on. This, <laughs> this has to be go down as almost one of the greatest contracts I've heard in my life. <laughs> like he has all the, the 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 contingencies and, and and set up in there this guy is set for life like if yeah. there is a contract um model to follow you have Jack Prescott's good deal is it it makes Patrick Mahomes deal look kind of suspect now all of a sudden it just it, it, it's weird which I, it making as a fan making me feel really weird and, and and funny about these deals being signed because as much as I can try to get excited about what just happened with Dak Prescott, that's only just going to set the stage for the next round of the contracts where now they got to trump this one. And to what end does this go to where now they're back at the, you know, back in the CBA, you know, renegotiating because things are off kilter. But I mean, a very good deal for Dak. Um, overall, I mean, four years, you know, I mean, a four year, getting 40 million a year, uh, what does he get? Ninety-five million upfront. I don't know the upfront money. I know it. So it's a four-year, one hundred sixty million dollar total uh contract mm-hmm. with one twenty-three guaranteed. Um, and I know I think it's like seventy-five. I, I heard a number today. It's something five uh it's million dollars. It's ninety-five. Like upfront, like he's getting that today. It's like, a per, yeah. It's per him signing. It's going to be ninety-five since you just confirmed it. Yeah. So I, I was making sure. I was thinking ninety-seven, but it's yeah. ninety-five. Mi- yeah, he's getting ninety-five million just to sign the contract. Yeah. Like he can walk away right now and be like, <laughs> you know what? I changed my mind and walked away with ninety-five million dollars, and there's nothing, nothing anybody can do about it. Plus, he has a no-trade clause now, so no, you can't trade him. And now the new. No franchise tag? Like, I didn't even know you could write the language like that. Like, he can never I knew that be... you could, but I think it was more of a... this. It doesn't happen often because it honestly never needs to. And, and that's one of the things that kind of pissed me off about the contract was the fact that he had to put in a clause to not get franchise tagged again. Because if you're giving him a life-changing contract, like $160 million, $123 million guaranteed... What you're saying that he's your guy, and you've been saying he's your guy for however long. Yeah, for four years. But at the end of the day, if this is the guy that you that you claim, yeah, that you're behind. Uh huh. Why the hell is it even a, a thought to franchise tag him again? Why isn't what what he's 27 years old? Because he's got he's 14, your guy. He's got for- 14 years <laughs> left of football play. But he, for four years, <laughs> Jerry Jones, he might give you all that money. That's the, it's kind of like that's the catch twenty two on this. I guess what I'm saying is I'm over Jerry Jones. I, I, I honestly this I it, it, completely understand. Like, these not... owners are absolutely ridiculous. This makes no sense. And and the fact that if you were willing to give him this money now, like what changed your what did he not do back in 2018, back in 2019 to prove that he deserved this contract, like. He nothing's changed, except for the fact that he got injured, and you saw how piss poor your team was. I don't know. Something broke down in, in negotiations, and at that point, I think Jerry Jones, like he like he likes to do a lot of times, he likes to just kind of try to wait, wait, wait the player out. And these players have been standing their ground, and now the clock was really against the organization. And honestly, 
And so he had no choice but to now fork over, you know what, three three more years, at you know, and and at three extra million per year, you know, and it's like okay, yeah. and that, that that's what we got because he, I think if he they would have franchise tagged him again, I think um, at that point I think Dak would have would have tested the market. I don't even think he would have tried to make any kind of deals with Dallas going forward. He would played his one more year out and he would just left. And yeah, I, I, there was no way because I because basically I know what I know that there was going to be a twenty percent jump this year from the franchise mm-hmm. tag from last year, which would have put it around the forty million dollar mark this year. Um, and then if they try to franchise tag him the year after, I think it's a forty four percent jump. Yep, and that is just crazy money. That's over the Patrick Mahomes average. Uh, I think it's that thing that's probably over I mean, like in it's almost like fifty four million. Yeah, it's a ridiculous year. amount of money. Which and they nobody there right there's no way that they would have ever offered that to him. Um we're about ten years ahead. No, probably about five seasons ahead of that price because I mean it's moving I'm up there. We're three, close. Once we hit that T V contract deal, it once that goes through it might yeah, be up to six that exact season, depending on who's gonna be a free agent during that time. Uh, right. that, that that's going to be a huge contract whoever gets that first one um right but he as I, I, I think you know i i think you know uh prescott's camp really played it well they stood at their ground worst case scenario he was getting 37 million out of this yeah i mean <laughs> he, he had all the leverage that was the worst case cuz well, i'm no, outside I actually i think the worst case scenario he's only getting 25 26 maybe 30 million from a different team cuz again i said this a few weeks ago uh, Dak Prescott's market is not forty million dollars on the open market. When it comes to other teams no. bidding against against not other teams, they, it would have been thirty million dollars is your very highest cap charge. We're not going over that. And then you would have only Dallas would have paid forty two on average. I think is what it is right now. Um, for the for Dak Prescott, exactly. And I mean, I wouldn't necessarily that. I wouldn't say that it's worse than a franchise tag, only because he would have had a multi-year deal. But I understand what you're yeah. saying. His money would have been reduced significantly to where his, like you said, where his value, his market value is. And yeah, 24 to 31-ish. Yeah. I, I won't go too far, too high into the 30s, only because need a bit a bigger body of work before I can really say you're in the upper echelon. I need I, more than one playoff win. And it's yeah, <laughs> and it's this, and there's been this debate like, is he top? Is he a top five? And I'm like, you know. No, I mean we He's, shouldn't be off the top of my head, but it's like is he top ten? Possibly, but probably that's a I whole other conversation. You know, it's like let's that's different money. Let's, like, yeah, stop let, it. let's let let's let this whole season set settle, and then let's revisit this. Yeah. Not just in the wake of. I mean, you're never gonna know who's the winner and loser of a deal until the deal is played out, uh, until you guys get back out on the field. So right. So yeah, here, so here we are. You yeah. know, and. It just seemed like you know Dallas. I mean Jerry Jones just he played his hand wrong. He 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 would have did this deal last year. He could have saved himself, you know, thirty forty million in the entire fifty million dollars in this entire deal because he would have got him in maybe for thirty or twenty eight. If he would have done it two years ago, I think so. But I I, I, don't, I don't think know. he was very vested at that point. I know and I understand yeah, why giving he didn't money do it. to everybody, Jalen Smith and Ezekiel Elliott and, but and this proven, guy. And that but guy. he was I'm just saying from a quarterback standpoint, I don't think two years ago they were really sure. I think it was too early to say this is going to be my franchise guy. I'm, but they did. That's what they that's what they said. <laughs> like Jerry Jones said this is my guy. Like, and it, so he signed it's a contract. I understand. I'm like I heard owners say a lot of things, but yeah. if there ain't no contract behind it, that's just talk. 
And well, up so, until to, today, I mean, that has been we'll hold just that talk. thought because honestly, I do think that this still, if there is a possibility that Jerry Jones isn't behind Dak Prescott still. Okay. Uh, so me and you talk, and this is going to be our obligatory Chicago fandom talk. Mm-hmm. Um, just fair warning if you want to skip. Uh, we'll put a timestamp down below. Uh, no. Um, but so when the deal went through and we talked about it when the deal went through, we were kind of shocked. Um, went through, we were like, oh, this takes Russell Wilson out of the, or to, this takes Dallas out of the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. Right. Because they've got him locked up. They're not going to trade Immediately him. Immediately became mama. <laughs> not I mama. gave it some more thought. I think this actually puts Dallas in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. And here's why. Now Dallas could be the front runner to get Russell Wilson because, first of all, Russell Wilson is willing to play for Dallas. Mm-hmm. And Dak Prescott, in having a long-term deal, if he's willing to be traded to Seattle, if he says, cool, I'll go to Seattle. I don't, I don't care if you guys aren't behind me, uh, obviously, if you want to trade me. I'll go to Seattle. I don't see why he wouldn't want to go to Seattle. You got DK Metcalf over there. They're they're working mm-hmm. on trying to put together a, a better offensive line and better weaponry. Mm-hmm. And he already plays in in a system that favors running the ball where Pete Carroll would want him because he he's not the guy where you're looking to have him air it air it out fifty times a game. Okay, I hear you going. So, I think if the, if everybody says, "Hey, let's waive our no trade clauses. Let's get the deal done." Dallas is set up for the best situation because they have the picks, they've got the quarterback to trade away, and they've got a couple of larger contracts on the defensive side of the ball. If they do need more to go get Russell Wilson, they should be more than willing to give up a couple of things to try to restructure that and and go get Russell Wilson. I think, well, yeah, I can can agree with that from the standpoint of Seattle because that's a much more feasible deal to, for them where mm-hmm. they can actually get a, a franchise quarterback in, in return. In return. Yeah. Um, however, now from the Russell Wilson side, and this is part of my fandom too, but <laughs> the Russell Wilson side has to look at this like, okay, he did not go on record bragging about that offensive line, which is not fixed by whatsoever. Oh, and no, that's it's all not. fine and dandy. So I guess my saving grace is hanging on the fact that he's going to look at the decimated defense and and the suspect offensive line, and that's not necessarily a destination. It's going to be his number one destination, as opposed to revitalizing a storied franchise. You know, yeah. Which, I, I mean, which I, I Dallas still think can Chicago. fit that criteria as well. Unfortunately, yeah. but <laughs> I, I I hear where you're going, and you make a very strong point. But my fandom is just not. I don't know. I, I, I just, don't want to hear this. I know. <laughs> I don't want to hear it either. And, th- and this is what that that's what I because I was literally I went to go um, satisfy my my girlfriend's cake cravings for some cake uh, while I was on the drive, and it just literally I late at night it just hit me. What, I was what, like, what kind of cake? Carrot cake. Carrot um, cake in yeah. the middle of the night. Moving on. I'm a great boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so it was like it just really hit me on the drive because, like, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Now they have a long-term quarterback to trade away if they want to, and if he's if he's willing to go to that that franchise, right? And I, it just, I know that with his no trade clause, it's probably a lot harder, obviously, and there's. There's not a high probability that Dallas is willing to move off of Dak Prescott right now, um, but 
on the off chance because we didn't have any inclination that Russell Wilson wanted to go anywhere uh, just a year ago. We mm-hmm. didn't have any inclination that uh, Deshaun Watson wanted to go anywhere just right. a year ago. Things happen so fast in the NFL, and it would just be Chicago's luck to have a team like Dallas swoop in and, and steal somebody that it has the opportunity to go ahead and 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 and, and get a guy uh, to to change their franchise. So. Uh, it was just me as a Chicago fan being disappointed over and over again uh, for the last however many years, <laughs> just seeing what what could happen possibly uh, kind of sh- shocked me. And I was like, oh, all Chicago fans, be aware this is a possibility. Yeah, uh, I mean, and now I'm breaking down Russell Wilson's contract. He's getting thirty five a year, thirty five million. It's a seven million dollar difference. Which could be enough for them not to be like, well, we can't afford that, you know. I, but <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of moving parts with that, and I, I get it. It's not. I know it could be like just it's really you know Prescott for Wilson, but I, I think is. I'm just saying that that's just Chicago's luck, where there's so many moving parts, everything just falls in line to just screw oh, us. Of over. course. So like that. that. But if you want to say we talking about the fandom. You know, we we had a the Bears did aggressively go out there and and um and re and, and they they signed you know um Allen Robinson yes. to to the franchise tag. Something we got to talk about. Yes, which I'm just saying, but it showed that they were being aggressive because if you're trying to pitch Russell Wilson, well, we're gonna do this right off the bat anyway. So yeah. here's your receiver. You know. <laughs> Which we know that we need, that needed to happen. Of course, any Bears fan would let, let's, oh. let's secure Russell Wilson first. And it- <laughs> My heart was racing when when the when the deadline was coming up. I mean, it was coming up on two thirty, and we still hadn't he- heard anything yet. And I was like, "Oh God, Chicago, let's not mess this up. Come on, let's right. go. Let's make sure we got something in place to for whatever quarterback we do go get. They gotta have somebody to throw it to." So, right. as a Chicago fan, I was like, "Just don't mess this up." And and as of right now, Chicago did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. They moved their chess piece forward, and now they're in position for making those plays. Right. Um. So I mean, and that, that's the thing. Uh, like I said, this is obligatory Chicago fandom talk here. Uh, Chicago <laughs> did do the right thing. They they did take the necessary steps to to lure some of these guys that that we're looking at trying to to get over here for next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us to be able to. Um, make a move like getting Allen Robinson on a on a one year franchise tag deal worth what is it eighteen million? yeah eighteen million dollars next year. Uh, that's definitely gonna wow. give some quarterbacks some hope. Where you get the two extra million from? I thought he was going. They were supposed to get him for sixteen. It's because so again the franchise tag is completely ridiculous. It, there's so many hidden rules behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have already a certain amount of money, yep. uh, to franchise tag a guy of his caliber or I think there's there's something with the amount his stats from last year and the money that he made from last year he gets uh, another percentage bump uh towards the to the salary cap uh plus his age or something like that. there there's a bunch of rules that allowed it to go up to 18 million right. um uh, but th- that and again these are all approximate numbers because all of the um franchise tags are based off a certain percentage of the salary cap and again mm-hmm. we don't know what the salary cap is yet uh officially got it so that's that um but yeah so chicago goes gets Allen robinson one of the, the big uh franchise tag uh guys uh from the, the this deadline period um as, that is now locked up exciting time 
great. Uh, I was very happy to see that uh, notification buzz past my phone. Um, so glad Chicago got that done. But there's even an even bigger, uh, I guess probably not an even bigger, but a, a, a lateral importance. Just as big. Yeah. Chris Godwin, he gets franchise tagged as well by Tampa Bay. Uh, I was going to be... say, when that happened, Chicago, you have to sign this yeah. guy back because that was that was my alternative. If you could, if you can get Chris Godwin in place of Allen Robinson, I can see that movement. Yeah. But if it's you got to have one or the other, yeah. you know. So that happens, and and now Chris Godwin is locked up. And this is what I was saying. I I honestly think that AB he's going to be on the move. He's going to be available. I think. He said, "See, <laughs> you did say that." Yeah. I, I was like, and as soon as I heard that, I'm like, "Ah, oh, I gotta hear this now," because I'm shocked. Because I, I did not think they were gonna resign this guy. And yeah. Not well. This is the other big thing is that that you use the franchise tag on Chris Godwin, you can't use the franchise tag on Shaq Barrett, who is now an unrestricted free agent. And now it just made me smile because I was like, you know what? I think y'all chose the wrong guy. You can replace Chris Godwin a lot easier than I think than you can replace Especially with Shaq the other Barrett. guys that are on this list. I mean, I mean, obviously it's not gonna be at the same production as Chris right. Godwin, but you can go get a Kenny Galladay, you can go get a Corey Davis, you can go get a Curtis Samuel, you can get a TY, you can right. re-sign A B, you can get a Sammy Watkins, like you can there's get two so many... of these guys, yeah. you know, like <laughs> you, it just was like, wow, y'all re- okay. Yeah. I, you know, I I'm curious to see what they do with Shaq Barrett now, you know, because it's like well, Shaq Barrett's on the open market now. Like they, they literally can't do anything. I mean, obviously you can they try can to make an offer, him. right? Yeah. I'm just saying, but is he gonna take a hometown discount? Like, I mean, if he does, I swear they do this, 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 this NBA thing. Well, I don't <laughs> like, think, I don't see? think Shaq Barrett is because it sounds like from. I think that there was a quote that came out that Shaq Barrett's looking to get paid. That's what. That's my. That was my impression too. So when I seen that, well. Now, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I'm like, wow. I'm like, not that he has to go to Kansas City. It's more so that he is gone. He's leaving Tampa. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, you can breathe a little bit yeah. now. <laughs> You're not going to be under duress as much. <laughs> no, no. You can stop running because yeah. they're, they're not chasing you anymore. It's, it's done. Well, it's, they do still have a lot of guys on that defense. Let's not let's yeah. give Tampa Bay a little bit of credit there. True, but you take him. And, I mean, I he's mean, a big, He's a huge. They, and they, Sue is leaving, right? Am I about well, he's, uh, Sue is a free agent. Um, which but, I don't think he's – well, we don't know if he's resigning, but nothing had pointed to him coming be, back at this point well but that's because Shaq Barrett was supposed to be there so maybe I, we, we don't know are they taking they're gonna take this discount they Super Bowl champions now like they're gonna really take a hometown discount like yeah. I could see it happening but I'm just I, I hope it doesn't I don't that, really feel it is but I'm, I'm thinking this defense is gonna take a step back which yeah after yeah. what I seen in the Super Bowl yeah it needs to take a step back <laughs> that is an OP defense um yeah but Ugh. I mean again there is the possibility like you said Shaq Barrett could still take a hometown discount and resign uh for maybe a year I, I think if he's going to take a discount like that he's definitely going to um make that a very short-term deal so that he can be re-upped uh when the when the explosion happens right um but before we get into the defensive side outside of Shaq Barrett there, um, I do want to talk about one thing which does make me smile because I did go for bat for this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think you slandered his name a little bit. Uh, <laughs> now that Kenny Galladay has not been franchise tagged by uh, Detroit, uh, huh. it doesn't seem like he's going to be there 
uh, for the, the long haul. So what are your thoughts on Detroit uh, not giving him the franchise tag for one and Kenny Galladay being op- in, on the open market? You know, it, just, it don't even <laughs> matter whether this guy had signed or not. It, there's a lose-lose scenario for Detroit. Detroit's just, man, I can't even begin. Like, how y'all gonna mess this up? I mean, even I know I talked against them, based, but this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> they, they, they can't get out of their own way. Like, okay, so, okay, so what are we doing? We they have we, no, no, they, no, no, no. Hey, 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 so this is what we doing. We're going to pass up on our the best wide receiver we've had since Calvin Johnson, and which was the best wide receiver we probably had ever. It's, it, in general, and the only person that came close to him was Herman Moore back in the 90s. Yeah. And I can't remember anybody else from Detroit outside of Barry Sanders. And uh, it ain't too many names. I just don't remember anybody from there. <laughs> they were our division my whole life. And I still Put don't some know. Some respect any- on Matt Prater's name. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> With a T. <laughs> but, but, so they don't, they don't sign him. And so I'm trying to figure out what are y'all doing? Because yeah. you went and got this quarterback. You would think that that, that natural thing is okay. We're gonna really do, we're just gonna meet him a multi year deal. That's what I, that's what I thought was gonna happen. Not even the franchise tag, but then he didn't get tagged at all. So now I'm kind of thinking like, wait a minute, <laughs> nothing. Or like what? So are we really gonna sit here and go? Y'all gonna y'all gonna y'all gonna put y'all gonna gather together your little nickels and dimes and y'all gonna sit here and try to try to give. Uh, um, <laughs> oh my God! Why my his name is leaving me right now? Kenny Galladay, um, or the, uh, who plays counterside of him? Counterpart. Oh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. I'm, I'm yes. I'm thinking Marvin <laughs> Hall. I was thinking no, of yeah, Marvin player. Jones. Marvin Jones. You you telling me you're gonna pay him to be your number one now? I know he's a free agent, but that's 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 my point. Yeah. Like he can't demand the same market that Galladay can. However, he's gonna get paid. Just based on where the market is set, so well, so I think if Detroit doesn't get Kenny Galladay, well, obviously you didn't franchise tag him, and if you're not in close enough negotiation, because it sounds like from all the reports that are coming out, they started talking about it this off season, and they were just nowhere near close to a deal. Like they, they were on complete opposite sides. Um, and I'm, I'm sure he probably wants a king's ransom at this point, and oh, especially to play in Detroit. That was uh, my point. I'm like, and for, for, you know, and Detroit needs to have this kind of hazard pay. Yeah, clause in their contract because <laughs> it sucks playing in Detroit. I mean, like, well, they- so here's my thing: is that so if you're not paying Kenny Galladay, pay no one because at this do the Indianapolis thing. Don't just go spend your money on everything just because you have it. Yes, you have seventy million dollars in cap space, but you don't have to pay it if you can field a comparable team. Play Moneyball. Go get guys that are worth a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. And you don't go with these exorbitant contracts that are going to cap, give you a cap hold and a cap charge three, four years down the line because you don't know where you're going to be. Like I said, things change on a dime in the, in the NFL. So if you're not going after Kenny Galladay, the best wide receiver that you've had since Calvin Johnson, pay nobody. Just go get go get one of these lesser guys. Go try to go get an Alan Lazard. Go get a Sammy Watkins. If Antonio Brown's there for a decent contract, go get him so that you give Jared Goff a guy to throw to. But don't go spend $18, $19, 20000000 dollars on a guy just because you have the money. I'm Jared Goff. I want to trade. I'm just, I want out of here. Jared I, Goff has no say. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that was a short-lived celebration. Just watching this move here. Like, 
I don't know if he was supposed to be franchise tag. I don't even know what this really says about Detroit. Are they really trying to negotiate behind the scenes? That remains to be seen. But the fact that he, well, two of the top three wide receivers got franchise tag and he didn't. I don't know if that's supposed to say something or not. But it it just don't feel right. <laughs> it don't look right. Yeah. It just looked like maybe y'all need to just follow suit with the other two teams and just do what they're doing. And you know, cause I mean, y'all was doing y'all own thing since the inception of y'all franchise and y'all are horrible. You yeah. know, so their results are just not good. And at this point, I think the franchise tag for them would have been a desperation play just to lock him in. And like at this point, y'all need whatever you you look, Jared Goff is gonna need weapons. You got this big PR move. You made this aggressive trade. You let, you know, you, you let go of your beloved Matthew Stafford. So as a fan base from Detroit, I'm really sitting there like, where are we going at this point? Because we got Jerry Goff and no assets. And yeah. It sounded good on paper when it first happened. But now I'm like, man, you don't. You, okay, we got Swift. And we got Jerry Goff. No and, offensive and, line, no weapons to throw to. And right. Oh, uh, I'm horrible sorry. And defense. And I'm sorry, but like, is oh, Hawkinson yeah, going to block for for <laughs> golf so he can throw it to Swift? And like, what you know, on a two year on a two yard pitch? I'm like, this is that's Detroit people. This is what this is what I mean. Detroit. It's going to be a rough year. Uh, I think if you're a Detroit fan, this is not going to be your your most exciting year. Uh, for that matter, nope. uh, it's going to be a tough one to get through. But I, I do think that. Like I said, if you're not paying Kenny Galladay the money, if you're not going to do a franchise tag, which is worth whatever it would be, $17, $18 million, um, pay nobody. Don't don't go just spend your money like crazy just because you have it. I couldn't even imagine who's left on a list that would be even close to $18 million right at this point. At Maybe Juju. $18 million. I I wouldn't, but I could see a team paying him just because, like I said, if you have the money, some of these teams, they just like, well, we got it. Let's give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, stay tuned, people. We, we, we'll, we'll see we, what we, happens with them. I'm not done with Detroit just yet. So, <laughs> well, but, I feel but, a little bit for better Kenny... for going to bat for Kenny Galladay. So, wherever he ends up going, I think that he's going to have a, a, a right. much better year to prove to you that he is much better than Alshon Duffrey uh, and his talents. Um, What's that based on the fact that he had to go back to Detroit? No, you you said that that the, with the possibility of him going to Detroit, but you said it didn't matter. You you think you until he proves it to you, you're going to continue to to speak that slander. What, so what, what <laughs> that he's going to put put out Alshon Jeffrey type performances? Is that what you said? I was that, saying from what, what I've I'm been saying? watching and from my analysis of Kenny Galladay, mm-hmm. he is better than what the the product of Detroit has put out. I, that's what I was saying. But you were saying that all you saw was Alshon Jeffrey in a Detroit Lions right, uniform. Right, based on the product that Detroit puts out. And I, I'm, no, I'm not doubling down. All I'm, I still stand by what I said. Cause uh, I don't expect you to go to, back on it. He has to, yeah, he's going to have to perform wherever he's at, you know, yeah. and that's fine. I just, it just makes me feel better because cause when got, you did say, I said he, the, I, he has no dog. That's at what the I end said. Of the, at the end of the conversation, you did say, this is based off of, I mean, obviously he has the opportunity to get franchise tagged or re-signed back in Detroit. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, if you stay in Detroit, obviously that's not going to be a good situation for you. You're right. going to do the same thing. 
So based off of that, this makes so, me feel better so knowing that he's more than on. likely going to be somewhere else. Okay, so game on then. <laughs> game know? on. So, yeah, well, let's, let's do this. Okay, Kenny Galladay. Again, I <laughs> will replay that clip when, clip when Kenny no Galladay. He heard this podcast. He don't want to sign away. He's just waiting. He's like, you know what? He ain't ready. He ain't ready. He don't, he don't want this smoke. <laughs> Right. Will this. Let's move over quickly to the running backs and then talk about the defense. <laughs> Before we go over into our, our bracketology here, um, let's talk about Aaron Jones for a second. Doesn't get the franchise tag from Green Bay. Um, they still have A.J. Dillon. Apparently, they still are trying to work on a contract to try to re-sign him. I heard that. Yep. Yeah. I don't like that. That was discouraging news. For yeah, me. I didn't like to hear that either. I <laughs> want to see Aaron Jones elsewhere because I do not want him running over the Bears defense anymore. No, <laughs> him having those two Aaron's in Green Bay really has been a struggle for the last three years for Bob me. Blooms. Yeah. Um. So, Aaron Jones, if they are able to get a contract done, he'll be in Green Bay. He'll be the same situation. But if from where we are right now, they didn't use a franchise tag on him. Uh, Green, Green Bay usually doesn't use the franchise tag. We didn't expect it to happen. Uh, but if Aaron Jones is moving on, we've already talked about it. Where else would you like to see him? What What do you think about Aaron Jones as a, as a prospect in this free agency class? Um, man, he has to be the number one running running back. You know, out there. Unfortunately, the value of running backs have gone down so significantly. It's It's kind of like okay, you know, it's it's a it's a very weird. Yeah, kind of a kind of a situation that he's in. So, I think there's a small market for him where you know where he can be really good and thrive. And you now we already said Buffalo, Buffalo can't probably afford him. You know. Yeah. But th- I'm really interested to see what what is his market value. You know. I, I would love to see him on the open market to see what type of money he gets because mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna it's it's not gonna be a Christian McCaffrey deal. It, no. It, it can't be. Yeah. There, there's no. It's just it. At the end of the day, the. NFL teams do not value the running back position. It's they say it's the easiest position to 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 replace. So you can go in the draft, go get a guy, and that's probably what Green Bay is going to do if they don't re-sign him because uh, they've already got AJ Dillon. They got him last year in the draft, and he played fantastic for them down the stretch. And the game has changed so much where the value of running running backs have changed and shifted. If you're the power not, dynamic of that has shifted because if you're you not a Christian McCaffrey who catches the ball out of the backfield, or Le'Veon Bell who catches who has been that guy. Um, what you're saying, catching, and yeah, that was the thing because back in the early 2000s and and definitely in the late 90s, you had the bell cow thing, yeah, and that that you know, and Kansas City must have had the corner market on this with the Priest Holmes and the Larry Johnsons, yeah. where they were just for four years we're going to run, <laughs> run you until the wheels fall off, and we're gonna put the wheels back on. I'm gonna do the whole <laughs> kneecap thing now. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop. I digress. <laughs> I was gonna say I really goofy, um, but they were just you know they ran these these two guys into the ground in about seven seasons. And I mean, and they had most like the most spectacular seven seasons ever. But yet, it opened up the it, it was Pandora's box for yeah. owners started seeing like why would I pay you all this money when you have such a short shelf life versus how we're you know we're just gonna run you until you can't run anymore. Then they started to back off of that because now we got more option plays. It's, mm-hmm. It definitely is a more it's a pass first uh, <clears throat> um, league that we live in and that, that we're living in in this day and age. So the traditional, you know, smash mouth football, yeah. you don't you see that for scheme. It's more of a scheme. It's not really you know a team identity anymore. You know, um, so bigger, bigger, better, better, faster, stronger. You know, 
got to be able to run, got to be able to catch, got to be able to block, got to, you know, it, it, it's so much more is asked out of running backs this day and age where, yeah, that market is what you would think that they would still have a, a considerable market. And yet it's still, it's just depends on who you are, the situation. Yeah. It's so, it's a, it's such an important position to go win a championship. I mean, look at Tampa Bay. You had our, Ronald Jones, you had uh, Leonard Fournette, and they were huge parts of you winning that championship game and, and being in that championship stretch. They were huge parts of it. But again, it's such an easy position to replace. You're going to have guys on the open market to go in the free agency and go snag for cheaper money. You're going to have guys in the draft every single year that come in and are just they're powerhouses as rookies. And you're like, well, I'm not going to pay you $18 million when I can pay this dude $3 million because he's a rookie. It's just, it's such an easy position to replace, unfortunately. And I feel bad for any running back in the league, unless you're Christian McCaffrey, where you honestly are not just a running back or you're, or you were in the past, uh, Le'Veon Bell. He hasn't been able to do it over the last few seasons, uh, where you're literally that utility guy where you can catch the ball out of the backfield, you can block for your quarterback, where you're running the ball, you can be that every down guy, you can be the third down guy, you can be the fourth guy running back. You, like, and he's a throwback. And because yeah. I mean, I'm even though he's he he does all these things, he's a throwback of a of a historical player that, and at that time it was it was it was, it was revolutionary, and you didn't really see it until now. And that was Thurman Thomas mm-hmm. out of Buffalo. He because he was like man, he was a catching running back, and yet. If you just let, if he was just being a bail cow, you couldn't stop him, you yeah. know, and and you couldn't stop him out the backfield from catching passes. And he, I mean, he did everything. Unless you're that guy, you're not gonna get paid because you're you just don't have that value because everybody can do what you do, and it's not. I'm not saying I'm saying anybody who's made it to the NFL can do what you do, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, and that and that's just a sad fact of the NFL now. Yeah. Is that it's the like it's honestly the 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 least valuable position because there is just so much talent at the position where you can get a guy on the cheap or you can get a couple of guys on the cheap to fill that void if you do lose out on a guy like Aaron Jones. So yes, and you, uh, and you're seeing more committees now. Um, yeah, running back by committee. And I mean, there was <clears throat> mid '90s. You'd be lucky if you can you can you can name the third running back on the team. I mean, this year alone, we were. I mean, especially if you was in your fantasy leagues, you you, you was on you the six, seven. <laughs> I mean, you knew these people. They were household names yeah. all season for you. Like, yeah, I got to know. We already knew who next man was up because every other day somebody was dropping like a fly or somebody got COVID or something. You know, yeah. you had to know who was on the routes, who's on the practice squad, who's on the, you know, we, you needed to know this kind of information because their number was getting called. So, for sure. You know, so if, if you was one of the few where yo, you wasn't the next man up, but you was about to be, it, it'll be your time is coming this year. Because, yeah. you know, you just, they didn't, they didn't work their way down to the seventh guy, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, it, and that's what I mean. You, It's just, it, that's literally a next man up position. Like, they just got a plethora of just running back sitting in the pool just waiting to just just biting at the you know chomping at the bit just to get in and show what they can do yeah. and like you said they all look versus apart from the jersey they all doing the exact same thing and it's unfortunate to say because it it it, it is a talent it, and honestly is it's it's fascinating to watch a guy like Alvin Kamara a guy like Aaron Jones a guy like Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. do what they do uh but when you have Christian McCaffrey go down and uh, what's his name? Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Davis comes in and he's st- your, your team's not falling apart. 
It's like, well, what's the point of us giving you that contract? Like, and, that, and that's where the owners come in and it's like, well, what is your value then? Because if you're not the reason why we're winning, why am I paying you $24 million? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and you're never going to... And, and just because we're seeing this more and more now, it, it's not going to change. And it's going to continue to go down this path where I feel like at the end of the day, we're going to get to a point where the the highest paid running back in the NFL is going to be a guy who's only making five million dollars, even though he is a huge part of that team and a huge part of that team's success. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, it's a it's a sad fact of the NFL, but it is what the NFL is right now. So, um, like I said, we just want to see what the the market is for Aaron Jones. Uh, so please, Aaron Jones, do not resign with Green Bay. That's not me talking as a Chicago fan. That's just I want to see what you can do on the open market. Right. Um. Now let's talk about the, some defensive free uh, uh, franchise tags that happened really quickly here. Before, like I said, we, this is—I uh, promise this is a show about sports movies, uh, so we, we will get to that in a minute here. But uh, uh, Leonard Floyd, oh sorry, Leonard Floyd uh, from the New York Giants—he uh, does get a franchise tag worth nineteen point three million dollars. Uh, the twenty-six-year-old is uh, locked up for this year. Uh, what do you think about Leonard Williams returning to the Giants? thought that was a very smart move for for, for New York because as we were discussing it um, last week <clears throat> about, you know, we, we kind of talked touched on him and we was wondering what his destination would possibly be. Yep. Um, you know, what, you know, what would be his best options and stuff like that? Well, New York finally smartened up and realized the best thing for them was to re- bring this guy back and rightfully so. It's like, man, why would you let this guy go into the free market if you're trying to get yourself out of, you know, um nfl obscurity yeah you got you know it's definitely going to have to be done on not just on the offensive side of the ball but the defensive side of the ball so at least locking this guy down for one more year um hopefully they can work on a deal because you want to get this guy long term you know um nothing that's necessarily going to break the bank but like you're saying with the if the cap is going up man you definitely want to just lock him in just so you can go ahead and restructure a deal when the new when the new cap comes in I would do something where you could you can get him on a longer term deal so that when that money explodes, you still have him at a decent number where you still have a lot of headroom to go try and get some other guys. Because we we saw it this past year, the NFC East is wide open. Exactly, there is there's not too much competition. Alex Smith is out of Washington now. Like who who wants it basically? Right, and um, now that Dak got his his deal, and now New York did their their franchise tag. Um, and Philadelphia did their trade, you know. Yeah. So it's everyone's done something so far. So I think New York they didn't come out with a big splash, but they did what they needed to do. Was step Just, one hey, secure this guy. They were number two in this division last year, and so if they're able to just hold pat with the guys that they have, and then once we hit free agency next week, make some moves, do something to to go get some guys to help out Daniel Jones, and then bolster that defense. Uh, New York could be a, a team that's uh, a force to be reckoned with next year, especially because um, Joe Judge he did he didn't have a horrible year last year. He he did uh, mm-hmm. kind of coach that team as a as a freshman uh, head coach came in there and, and got them to to win a couple of games. Definitely uh, better than uh, what's his name uh, McAdoo over there. Uh, <laughs> definitely changed changed kind of the culture a right. little bit. So. Um, the only other guy that I have to talk about, uh, I know there was another safety by the Jets that was franchise tag, Marcus May. Don't really want to talk about that because it's the Jets. Um, I want to talk about Justin Simmons in Denver. Uh, free safety, uh, gets the franchise tag, 13.7. Uh, this is his second franchise tag in, in a row. 
What are your thoughts? I feel, why are they punishing this man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he just want to leave at this point. And they just, they, they don't lock this guy in. I mean, Denver's a mess. Oh, God, like, Denver. I would, I don't want to be the poster child for like, let, we're, you're the rebuild guy. You know, like we're yeah. rebuilding through this. You know, it, it's just one of those situations <laughs> where he let just, me go. he's stuck. <laughs> right. He's going to get paid, but. I mean, unless he's not really committed to winning championships, and he just he's he loves Denver, and I think he has to. He's twenty eight years old. I'm saying, unless he's that's not really what his goal is, you know. And he's just he's just content with you know just being where he's at. You know, I don't think he is. (laughs) I don't think he could be. And I think this is one of them situations where the franchise tag is going to cause is going to um, cause animosity, and 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 it's really you know he's he's going to be in his feelings this year because. you seen Denver last year, and Denver, Denver's first move. If, my, if I'm, and I'm Justin Simmons, and their first move was they locked me down. Like, oh my God, you showed me there was nothing. So many other things right. that we needed. Could, like, <laughs> like give me something to feel good about yeah. being signed first before you. You could have did something before the <laughs> before the deadline, and they didn't. It was just like he'd been waiting. You know, probably sitting there hoping, like, please don't pick me, please don't pick me. And then they, he, you know, he gets up today, and all of a sudden his agent calls or whatever, his phone rings, and boom, guess what? You're getting paid. How much again? It's thirteen point seven million. Thirteen point seven million, which you know, I, fully I, guaranteed. The he, and he getting paid now, and that might be just enough for him. You know, I mean, he's in Colorado. Yeah, y'all know what goes on in Colorado. <laughs> He's gonna be doing a lot of that. <laughs> Just Got relaxing. a lot of ski slopes. Exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. Me. So, um, Justin Simmons. I, I mean, I would want, like you said, it, why? Why are you torturing this man? Like, I really want to see him on a team that's a contender. Uh, I think he's got a lot of talent. Um, but at the end of the day, hey, it's like you said, you're getting paid. Uh, go get your money before you go get your ring. Um, so. He's right. got that. Uh, I'm never gonna see 13.7 million ever again. Not per year. Um, yeah. So I, I I do feel bad for him getting <laughs> having to be stuck there. But hey, maybe this is uh, uh, giving them the possibility to go get um, uh, Deshaun Watson. Try to maybe that'll make Justin uh, Simmons feel a little bit better if they can get that trade done. If Houston will come to their freaking senses at some point. And who knows uh, what they're pitching them? They could be. Possibly giving him a preliminary plan as to yeah. maybe he step one. We we don't know, yeah, we don't but know. I'm giving Justin Simmons initial reaction to, <laughs> to the news. He he I couldn't have been super excited, even with the money. I think that that was secondary to wow, I'm back in Denver. Yeah. Well, uh, so I guess that'll wrap up just kind of recapping some of the big stuff that happened. Like like we said, this was the closing uh part of the uh franchise tag window. Do you got another? I just one of those notable yeah. notable thing. Not even it's not even a um, franchise tag player that's a retired player. Player that just announced his retirement. Oh, who did? Oh man, my beloved fullback. Oh yes. Anthony Sherman, Anthony Sherman. retired. Yes, I, that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Fullback from Kansas City. Yes. That was unfortunate. I do feel like uh, they, I really feel like Kansas City could have used him this last season. Uh, maybe one more go at it. Uh, but hey, he's not there. They're gonna have to change up the offense a little bit. Frees up a little bit of money for him. Uh, they get a compensatory pick. Um, so we'll see how that that all plays out. Um, I guess he just figured he just go out on a good note. Like, yeah. Look, I went to two Super Bowls. That's good enough for me. He's yeah. got his ring already. So right. yeah, I mean, I mean, he's had a fantastic career. Ten years in the NFL. He he's. He's been a, a mainstay at at a dying position. He's he's been one of the guys outside of Kyle Juszczyk to keep the the position alive. So yeah, I uh, mean, in retiring at thirty two, not bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, he seems like he's content. You know, 
I want to see what he does uh, outside of football. Maybe he goes into commentary. Uh, maybe he stays in Kansas City and does some like local local radio. Uh, maybe he goes into coaching, become a running backs coach. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's I I would I just want to see what he does next with his career because uh, ten years in the NFL, like I said, he he that was fantastic for him. But uh, like you did remind me about somebody retiring. We have somebody unretiring. Did you hear about this? Uh, yes. Our good friend, uh, <clears throat> wish he was friend of the show, Kyle Long, <laughs> unretires. Right. Uh, but he isn't under contract with Chicago, so he could. I, I I believe so. I believe he can go anywhere. Yeah, that's not not great news for Chicago per se. Not at all. Um, we need a we need a guard. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure he's looking around, and Chicago's probably not at the top necessarily number one on the list. Unless so. we get Russell Wilson, <laughs> right, right. I, I don't. Let's navigate around that because we'll have more to talk about as far as the Russell Wilson thing anyway. Because as the story continues to develop, and because and we also got the pending Deshaun Watson. This so. story is developing so fast every single day. There's been so many things to come out that makes me excited and nervous. And, and right. as a fan, it just ugh, you I'm, go. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fifty <laughs> fifty. So I, I think you brought the we we're feeling really good about. There's a good chance this can happen. So. In the meantime, just so stop from us from passing out every two <laughs> seconds. We just gonna just you know just you know every time I get an alert, my heart stops. Oh, so. every single time. I it was funny because uh, me and Sydney <laughs> were we were running errands the other day, and uh, oh no, it was today. Um, we were just out, and every single time my phone buzzed, it was ESPN, and I was like, oh my god, oh, oh my, yeah. like every yeah. single time, it's just yeah. like, oh no. So I mean, it's it's. It's funny because this is an exciting time to be a fan of Chicago sports. But also, if you look down the line, if none of this works out, this is going to be one of the most depressing seasons in the NFL for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> I mean, if they don't get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, where what direction does Chicago go? Okay, I got a short list, you know, but... Please. This is my short list. Because everybody, everybody's going to have their own list. But I, I had... I had four to five quarterbacks that I thought about. I was thinking about you in the in the midst of this is that I'll put before Alex Smith. Okay. So and that's not a knock to Alex Smith. It was no, just like, I, I get it. I was it. just like, huh? Because I, I thought I, about I'm you. I'm interested to see who these guys are, though. Yeah, I remember you, I remember you saying, you know, oh yeah, you know, I, man, if they can get Alex Smith, and I was like, really? <laughs> like, hey, I, mean, I, I do. I'm so, not close to it, but I was like, hmm. I, I ain't warmed up to it yet either. I well, have a couple of guys ahead of Alex Smith as well, but. I I, do, I wouldn't at the end of the day. Anything is a loss if it's not Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, uh. But if we are trying to look and stay afloat, Alex Smith, I feel like definitely if he's looking to stay a starting quarterback, okay, I would love to have him in Chicago. All right, my short list. So, I I thought about what you we 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 talked off air, of course, but I was yeah. thinking about what you were talking about, and I kind of I'm blindly warming up to this person, you know, just for the sake that. The Bears' quarterback history has been so putrid that <laughs> I'm willing to even take a chance on this guy. If we can take a chance on Nick Foles, why not? You know, yeah. and that would be if they was able to orchestrate, have to go and orchestrate a trade for Sam Darnold. He's at the top. I'm of my open list. to the fact of you know what, you, you you we can get him. He could be a bust. We can yeah. get him. He could be a, a Pro Bowler. I'm I'm good with that. That's it's better than where we are now. It, it, what I like about it is the fact that he's in his fourth year this year. Mm -hmm. I believe we'd be we get be 
sir. I believe we'd be given the option to 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 pick up his fifth year option okay. as well, uh, since he's still in his rookie contract. Right. Go ahead, pick that up if we want to next year. So it could be either one or a two year deal. Right. And he's young. All he's known in the NFL is Adam Gase. I mean, he had the the end of Todd Bowles uh, being a head coach, but really all he's known is Adam Gase. And we've seen Adam Gase with another quarterback for however long in Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. and he gets out from under under him, and then Ryan Tannehill looks like a god in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> he's, he looks good in Tennessee. But if we could have a good quarterback in Chicago, somebody who can just not F it up, I love having a young guy like that on our roster to possibly be a, a, a second image of uh, Jim McMahon, maybe. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Or not so great and then look like Jay Cutler. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> Jay Cutler is better than Nick Foles right now. I honestly like I like oh, I wouldn't. Anything is better than Nick Foles. So I'm not better. I'm just making it was just a yeah. knock. On. <laughs> That's more of a knock on Jay Cutler than it is on Nick Foles. Right. <laughs> So I had Sam Darnold in a trade. Um, I this because based on what I've seen last year, it didn't necessarily this guy didn't necessarily pass the um the eye test for me solely. But when his numbers came in at the end of the year, I was convinced and um that he can at least be comparable for Chicago, and that was um Andy Dalton. Oh, I thought you were going a different direction with that one. Okay, yeah, Andy which Dalton. they could sign. Just as a free agent, they don't have to give up anything. Yeah. And I mean, he did quite a bit with nothing, really. You know, he didn't. He did a lot with little. Um, it didn't look good in the first few games, but he his 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 game came to him as the season progressed, and he he came up with some very very solid numbers at the end of the year. Which I would again, if I plug them numbers into Chicago, they're looking a lot better than what Nick Foles was doing. Yeah. Um, and I would still stay possibly. At or not a little bit above what Trubisky did in the last few games, but Trubisky did look good down the stretch. And I'm, but that's larger sample size. I think Dalton is much more solid than what, what he or what the possibility of you know signing got to a two year, you know, just to see what we got mm-hmm. as a possibility. But yeah, Andy Dalton was um on that list. Number three would have been a possible another trade, and that would have been bringing in Marcus Mariota. That. That's been my pick. He was number one at one point, but then I kind of over time I ended up putting Dalton and um, um Sam Darnold over him. Okay, but I think and I, again another two possibly three year deal, and these are just short term until we can figure out what's next. You know, but mm-hmm. I I think these are quick hitters that um those are definitely three guys I I would put ahead of just for the sake of what we were talking about Alex Smith, but Alex Smith can I had him fifth and I'm I'm blanking on my number four guy for some reason. Uh, was it not Winston? James Winston. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's where I, 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 I thought I you were going with the Andy Dalton thing. I thought you were going with James Winston. I, I, yeah, but the only, the only reason why I put Winston behind him is only because he sat out his season, basically. Yeah, no, you know? and I, I totally understand and that. And throwing him into Chicago is not necessary. It's almost like, okay, the first year of people or the first eight games, first half of the season, don't expect the world per se, because yeah. it's going to have to be that settling point whether he gets out the gate early and slows down or he slow he slumps and then he he picks it up i don't think he's just going from start to finish if he went to chicago today and he'll just be that guy yeah so but yeah he's number four and then i'll probably go with alex smith at that point okay so the only person that i have because those are would probably be the exact same guys that i would have i would probably put 
like you have Sam Darnold number one. He's my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you I convinced pro- me of that one. Yeah, I, I probably would put Marcus Mariota at two over Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton at three, and then I would honestly, instead of Jameis Winston, I'd probably, I'd go out and try to go get t- Teddy Bridgewater. You know he was on my list. I, I, I didn't know I, where to rank him because everybody else is so sour on Teddy Bridgewater with what happened in in Carolina. But I'm like, okay, he lost his number one offensive weapon in 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 um Christian McCaffrey for one. Like, first of all, he looked fantastic at the beginning of the year, and that that team was like, whoa, if they can figure it out and put this all together, and they can kind of mesh together after not having a, a, an off season together after not being able to have a preseason to play some games together. They can get through this first month, and then all of a sudden Christian McCaffrey goes down, kind of throws a, a wrench in everybody's plan, and Teddy Bridgewater kept playing consistent football down the stretch. So I'm just saying, I don't know why everybody is so sour on Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina right now when he played decent football. Obviously, he didn't elevate that team beyond the the talent level that they had, but that's not who Teddy Bridgewater was. He wasn't that in Minnesota. He wasn't that in New Orleans. Like, why are we expecting of that of him now when he got a decent contract from Carolina? He was supposed to turn it down because now he's supposed to be the face of the franchise? Come on now. Like, I, I really, I don't like the kind of the, the Teddy Bridgewater slander that's happening as now it seems like Carolina's trying to make a play at going for Deshaun Watson or right. trying to trade up to go get one of these uh, young guys in the in the draft. Um, But uh, to me, it just seems like... uh with everybody souring on Teddy Bridgewater, maybe his price is much lower now and we can go trade for it, whatever, a bag of chips and, and get him over here. And Hey, that's much better than having a slow kind of statue uh, of a quarterback and, and Nick Foles just standing back there waiting to get hit. I, I think it's, I think we can, it's safe to say that no matter what Nick Foles is at, at best starts the season as a backup. I think oh. that's consen- a consensus that, so I, we don't even have to make too many more references with him. It's just more or less, are they going to keep him on the books? I hope not. He's making too much money. Just let him get <laughs> What was he getting like four or five million? Uh, no, I think he's supposed to get like 10. Maybe. I don't remember. I'd have to go look up his contract and yeah, I, they may be forced to have to, at the end of the day, the I, whatever it is, it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth it to have him on the roster, even as a backup. That's what I'm gonna say. Is it so? Is it is it fair to just cut him and pay him, or versus just pay depending him and let on him what sit the de- I I would have to look at what the dead cap hit's gonna be for for cutting him and whatnot. Um, if it's low enough, I I'd say screw it. Let's cut our losses and save whatever money we can. But we have to have another quarterback on the roster to do that. We we, we can't cut him until we have somebody else, uh, right. which is unfortunate. Because if we could go into this whole situation knowing that it's going to be a different guy by making sure that he's not on our roster, that would make me feel better because then we know that for a fact Chicago is doing something. Now, we, we do have reports that Chicago is coming out and they're making these Hail Mary uh, shots to try to go get guys um, in, in these situations where they're trying to go get a, a Russell Wilson. They've, they've made their plays. They've been trying. They've been very adamant to, in these trade talks with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, all these guys. Um, so that, that does make me feel good about it. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out with those two guys, it, everything's going to be a loss at that point. Cause now I do say that with a grain of salt only because if Russell Wilson isn't traded this year, I, in a lot of other people, not just me, I think a lot of other people also feel like 
no matter what, Russell Wilson's time in Seattle is over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a matter of is if Seattle wakes up and says, screw it, let's cut our losses and let's do it now, mm-hmm. which it seems like it very well could be because there, there's been some stuff going on with Seattle in that respect um, where they're, they're leaving them off of season ticket holder uh, letters and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. I know this is kind of the same uh, talk with Dak Prescott in – him getting left off of the the hype video for mm-hmm. for uh, Dallas uh, about a month ago, and now he signed to them. But uh, at the end of the day, if he's not if he's going to play one more year out in Seattle, and things don't work out, if it doesn't end in a Super Bowl victory, I think Russell Wilson is saying, "I was serious. You didn't do enough to to fix this. Trade me." I hope you don't even get that far. I'm hoping that it doesn't get that far, but at the end of the day, if if Seattle says you said you'd be happy to play here, still mm-hmm. we're gonna do it. We're gonna do what we can. Air quotes there, and then they they still fail to get him the the requisite weapons and and the and the requisite amount of support uh, in actually changing the offense to allow him to for a full season do his thing instead of kind of pulling the rug out from under him in the second half of the year and in, in going back to a, a style of football that doesn't work when you don't have running backs that can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's going to be even more pissed off than he is now. So I, I think, like I said, a lot of people, not just me, but I definitely do feel like he is done in Seattle. It's just a matter of Seattle wakes up and says, okay, screw it. Let's do it now. As opposed to waiting until next year. Got it. So that will wrap up our talk and our uh, kind of uh, recap of some of the free agency stuff that's been happening. 